Perfect Talk is what it do on this episode. We talking about Fannie Willis. They trying to throw some dirt on her name down in Georgia, and she is not with it. Also, we got to talk about your man Jason Kelsey. Is he retiring? Is he coming back? What's happening out here? Ron DeSantis has decided to drop out of the presidential election. Little Nas X says, I'm sorry, after dropping a controversial video. Kid Cudi and Lupe Piasco make peace, I think. And most Def says Drake is a hip-hop. Agree or disagree? It's the Perfect Talk podcast, baby. Let's get it. Perfect Talk is what it do. It's your guy DJ Playboy back with another episode of the Perfect Talk podcast, holding it down for y'all, man. It is cold out here where I'm at. I'm, I think it's cold everywhere in the United States right now. So shout out to everybody out there doing the damn thing. Stay warm. You know what I mean? Stay, stay dry. <laughs> stay indoors if you can because the roads is crazy sometimes. But we all dealing with this wintry blast, man. Right now. I got to give a shout out to somebody who hopped in the comments. Everybody out there watching us on the YouTube, make sure you go hop in the comments. Make sure you like. Make sure you subscribe. That's the most important part right there. And uh, this particular person was commenting on a video that I dropped about Nikki Haley. Go check it out. We're going to put it up here, you know what I mean, on the YouTube so y'all can go check it. But uh, he was responding to a part where I said uh, I was in the comments responding to somebody else and I was like, Elise Stefanik wants that number one spot. If you don't know, you know, she's she's vying to be Trump's running mate, trying to be the vice pres. And uh, shout out to Spanish Sparta. Their response was uh, at Perfect Talk Podcast, say no to women leadership. Now, I don't know if I completely agree with that, but that sentiment is something that's heard a lot on the Internet nowadays. They call it, you know, the red pill society. <laughs> you know, what I mean, the people, the, man, the, the manosphere, the people who you know, feel like men have been held down by the women's lib movement and just the rise of like what women's rights and, and liberation has been in the past 30, 40, 50 years. And uh, we'll step away from politics. I'm sure I, I'm not 100 percent sure if Spanish Sparta uh, is a troll, is a bot, is just somebody hopping in there because it was a political video or somebody that really feels this way. But we'll, we'll take it away from politics. I've heard people say that, you know, they don't want a woman boss. They don't want to respond to a woman telling them what to do. Um, and I can't hundred percent say I disagree with that, but I don't mind a woman telling me what to do more than I mind a man telling me what to do. Like, I don't really care for anybody telling me what to do. That's why I do this. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's why I'm here doing this. I'm an entrepreneur because I don't really like to take orders from anybody. It don't matter if it's a man or a woman, but there have been times when I've had female bosses and male bosses and I've hated them both equally. <laughs> it ain't one better than the other. I don't think one's better for it. We've seen examples of women in leadership roles doing great jobs and we've seen examples of men in leadership roles doing great jobs so i can't 100 percent say i agree with that i think if you know if a, if a woman could run a business a woman can definitely run a government but everybody out there doesn't agree but shout out to spanish sparta anyway for hopping in the comments and get like spanish sparta you know you might see your comments on a future episode of the perfect talk podcast but right now we got to take it to my favorite part man that's when we flip it to click a spotlight story. We got shine a light on him, baby. You know what I'm talking about? And this is where we take a story that may be getting some buzz, might not be getting the most attention. It might be the biggest story out there, but it's something that I feel a light needs to be shined on. It's something that we got to talk about here on the podcast. And first up, Fanny Willis. Oh, Fanny. What's going on in these streets, man? If you don't know, she is the DA responsible for the Trump election fraud case down in georgia uh the election tampering case where you know trump and some his co-conspirators tried to get people in georgia to not certify the vote for joe biden go do your research on that if you don't know but you know everybody knows by now trump is facing a 
myriad of legal cases and this just happens to be one of them that he's up against now this one got a little messy recently because one of uh trump's co-defendants i know y'all seen the mug shots of everybody that got you know caught up in that indictment a gentleman by the name of michael roman he's like yo i'm gonna get a little messy with my defense and he accused fanny willis the da of having an inappropriate relationship with one of the prosecutors in this case nathan wade this was quickly dismissed as like not really having any validity not something that should be taken serious something that was seemed like a ploy to distract and take attention away from the serious charges that these individuals are facing. Michael Roman's lawyer wrote in her motions last week that Wade was paid large sums. Some people say more than he's ever been paid. Some people say more than the other prosecutors on this case. Um, and he used some of his earnings to take Fannie Willis on vacation in Napa Valley, Florida, and the Caribbean. Uh, she said that amounts to the pair profiting significantly from this prosecution at the expense of the taxpayers. This story took another turn when... Nathan's Wade estranged wife mentioned Fannie Willis in her divorce proceedings and lawyers for Nathan, Nathan Wade's wife served a subpoena to Fannie Willis. Fannie Willis has responded and saying that this is obviously an attempt to embarrass her, to embarrass Nathan Wade, uh, to make them look bad, to get attention away from the story. And I hope that's true. Uh, she hasn't commented if they, they do have a relationship or not, uh, what the nature of their relationship is. Um, and this is adds fuels to the fire because when Nathan Wade was chosen to be for the, on this case, a lot of people were like, why him? He doesn't have a lot of experience in this particular brand of legal prosecution. He is fairly unknown. You know, he's not popular, I guess not famous <laughs> for trying many famous cases. So to get such a high profile case as the one against the former president and his co-defendants, Seemed like a, a a lofty task for Nathan Wade. Now, I can't get into if it's true or not because I don't know. And, and evidence will come out, I guess, if they are having an inappropriate relationship. But we'll discuss and say if they are. It's one of the oldest tricks in the book to obviously use your sexual indiscretions against you, your relationship against you. Like Trump kind of alluded to this early when he was, you know, subtweeting at Fanny talking about she likes to date gangsters and he was coming up with all types of <laughs> rumors about her you know what I mean he was foreshadowing basically I think that that they they had dirt on her doggy and that they was gonna come out with it and, and what I'll say to Nathan Wade and to Fanny Willis is that you guys are obviously African-American individuals in a very high prestigious positions this would be a a, a terrible lapse of judgment a terrible misstep on their part to engage in a relationship while dealing with probably the most high-profile defendant in the world at the moment, Donald Trump. Um, I listened to a motivational speaker, African-American individual, goes by the name of Eric Thomas. He's a, he's a, a, a preacher as well as a motivational speaker. And one of the things that stuck out with me early is like when he was dealing with his team the individuals that he would have around him his number two his number three he made it really clear that they can't be out here chasing girls they can't be out here like every time we go to a new city every time we go to a new town you can't use that because that's going to be the first thing that people are going to use to tear you down they they did it with martin luther king they 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 do it 
against John F. Kennedy. They, you know what I mean? If they feel like they use it against Bill Clinton, if they feel like they got some type of dirt on you for doing something outside of your relationship with your wife, outside of the appropriate nature at your workplace, they're going to bring that up and try to paint a picture of you. And you have to be aware of all that. So time will tell, and I'm definitely going to keep you informed as this case moves on. And I'm hoping the best for Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade, because as African-American prosecutors, um, I'd hate to see something as silly as an inappropriate relationship be used against you and, and possibly help your man, Donald Trump, get a mistrial or something of that nature. Now, right now, we're going to take it to a new segment I call Rapid Fire. That's right. You know what I mean? This is some stories that happened in the past week that we can't dedicate a whole segment to, but we got to speak on it. We got to talk on it, man. And uh, first up is your man, Jason Kelsey of the Philadelphia Eagles. They caught the L in the playoffs. They got sent home by your man, Baker Mayfield and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Where did that come from? <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, everybody seen your man, Jason Kelsey, walking off the field looking sad, looking down. And rumors quickly came out, you know what I mean, that he's retiring. They, they said he told his teammates this might be it, you know what I mean? And uh, the, the the news media ran with that. Um, but your boy Travis Kelsey, you know what I'm saying, he he added a little fuel to the fire saying he thinks Jason still has some football left in him. Uh, his quote was, it came out that he retired and he really didn't say any of that. It's been cool to see everybody appreciate who he's been over the years this past week, but I think the big guy still has some football left if he wants it. And... Um, it went from being as certain as people were that he he was going to be done, that it went back to being a rumor. And maybe Jason Kelsey might come back. So we'll keep you informed to see what that happens. But you did see my man, Jason Kelsey. He definitely has some party left in him because he was rocking out when Travis scored a touchdown against my Buffalo Bills, you know what I mean, uh, on Sunday and got the win. You see him in the box, shirtless, drinking beers, partying with Taylor Swift and his wife. So he was he was living it up, you know what I mean, rocking out, enjoying his brother, having a good old time. So we'll see what the next chapter is for Jason Kelsey coming up. Next up. P. Diddy, you know, his name's been coming up a lot, just dealing with all types of legal dramas and messy, messy news. But this uh, got away from the messy, and they might have used the messy to make this happen, because P. Diddy and Diageo, the liquor company that was the parent company for Ciroc and De Leon Tequila, uh, has decided to completely cut ties. They've reached a new settlement. Um in a joint statement, Combs and Diageo said it has no ongoing business relationship with the hip-hop mogul. And now Diageo solely owns Ciroc Vodka and De Leon. Um, this came after P. Diddy made accusations that the parent company, Diageo, was not giving the same attention to uh, Ciroc and uh, Diego not planning any uh, agua agave. Yeah, I believe it's called Agave for uh, De Leon Tequila, but we're, we're planning Agave for the other tequila companies that they own, along other things in terms of marketing and the attention uh, not being to what Sean Diddy Combs felt was equal to their other brands. Now, the move comes after Diddy has been dealing with uh, legal lawsuits um, due to sexual misconduct, allegations of assault. And things of that nature. It's possible that Diddy probably didn't want to keep his name in the media uh, for different lawsuits if he could avoid it. Um, some speculate that he might have got paid out. Some speculate that he might have just let it go. But it definitely might have caught him in a, at a moment of vulnerability, being that he's busy with these other cases. Now, I won't lie. I would have no idea what De Leon or Ciroc is without P. Diddy. 
Uh, I probably wouldn't even know how to pronounce it. Uh, the same way that we all mispronounce uh, the Maybach, like, and and it was called the Maybach until Jay Z called it a Maybach, and it officially just became known as the Maybach after that. I would have probably been mispronouncing Ciroc and 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 called it something else. Let me let me get that Ciroc. Pass that Ciroc over there, son. I wouldn't be cool saying it. Um, so I say all that to say Diddy made it hot. Um, Diddy made it pop, and is definitely leaving with uh nothing to show for it in terms of uh, ownership in the company anymore um so hopefully he got a little bag or something out of it because it's not looking great will people continue now will urban audiences uh still continue to support those brands now that p diddy is no longer associated let's wait and see hop in the comments let me know your girl mia khalifa uh last made headlines for just having some pro palestine uh even as far as pro hamas tweets on october 7th and the subsequent days after that um and it seems like people have not forgotten about that she had posted a video this week of a lady seemed seemingly harassing her as they were waiting for their cabs in the airport yeah you proud of your mom i'm israel chai i'm israel chai you see that you waiting for the bus because i'm waiting for my valet She got real quiet now. Um, Israel. Get away from me. Your breath smells awful. Oh my god. You smell like knockoff falafel. Um, she had the caption, the Zionists are losing the plot. She followed me through the lobby, calling me slurs, and didn't stop the entire time she was waiting for her Uber pool at the antique jewelry fair. She's a vendor, something she made abundantly clear. So I guess this is what her business stands for. Um, the lady came, you know, very close to Khalifa at some parts. Khalifa felt like she had to start recording uh, this lady, maybe for her own safety or just to, you know, prove it really happened. Because, you know, if you don't have footage of it, it didn't really happen. Um, you also see the young lady's son in the background uh not sure if he's embarrassed <laughs> not sure if he just wants his mom to drop it i'm not even sure if he recognizes me at khalifa i'd put my money on it though but it definitely is just goes to show you that your tweets have weight your posts on social media isn't just something that people move on with the next news cycle and if something you said on there might have hurt some people might have rubbed some people the wrong way they might bring that up three four months after you know what i mean like it's it's on site so you know what i mean you got to carry that you got a whole lot and and in the case of mia khalifa you might need to travel with security through the airport and finally in rapid fire your boy ron DeSantis has decided to hang up the jersey that's right he is ending his presidential campaign just a few hours for like 48 hours before the new hampshire primary deciding that he's not going to do it on a video uh that he dropped on x four minutes long saying that it was the time has come and he's actually given his support towards donald trump he, he thinks that donald trump is going to be the next wave after a year of throwing real softball jabs at donald trump decided to just you know throw in the towel and, and give it up i thought ron DeSantis had a chance but you got to figure a lot of these people, they, they, they start realizing they're putting a lot of their own money into something that just might not happen. And I think the realization of, you know, another hundred thousand dollars, another two hundred thousand dollars, another half a million dollars, you know, what I mean, to go tour around and promote your campaign is definitely a, a lofty task. And, and some people aren't built for it. So that leaves one left. You know, what I mean, Nikki Haley. 
will she stay or will she go? <laughs> she told y'all be a two-person race. She must have knew something we ain't know. We're going to keep y'all informed, though, man. Let's take it right now to my next segment, and that one's called Have You Heard? Sometimes I hear things in the news, and I decide to bring it to my people here at the Perfect Talk Podcast. Let's get right into it. Little Nas X dropped a music video and song called J. Christ, and quickly decided to give him a little apology afterwards. Not necessarily apologize, but I wanted to explain like where my head at and where it's been for like the last week. So first of all, when I did the artwork, I knew like there would be some upset people or whatnot, uh, simply cause you know, religion is a very sensitive topic for a lot of people. But I also didn't mean to like mock. This wasn't like a fuck you to you people, um, fuck you to the Christians. Like, you know, it wasn't, it was not that. It was literally me saying, oh, I'm back. I'm back like Jesus. Like that was like the whole thing. I'm not the first person to dress up as Jesus. I'm not the first rapper. I'm not the first artist and I won't be the last. Um, And I know like given my history with, you know, the call me by a name video, Anything that I do related to religion can be seen as like mockery. That just was not the case with this. And I will say though, with the communion video, with me eating the crackers and juice, I uh, I thought that video was gonna be the video to lighten the mood, to take it down like less serious or whatnot. I thought that was something that we all wanted to do with kids or whatnot, but I didn't understand the idea of um, you know, the reality of what it is, you know, it's me eating the communion, which is like the symbolism of like Jesus's blood and and bones or something like that. I don't remember completely, but um, I did not mean it to as like a cannibalism thing or whatever the freak. But I do apologize for that. I will say I am sorry for that, that that was overboard, though. I don't agree with all of Christianity's rules or whatnot. I know not everybody follows Christianity by the book 100% or, you know, the world would be a lot crazier. Um, but I do apologize for that. Uh, what was I going to say? This is not like to try to get everybody on my good side or whatnot. This is more so to clear my own head about my own decisions. I know. <laughs> so if you don't know, the video uh, featured imagery of Lil Nas X dressed up as Christ, uh, being um, crucified. Lil Nas X, I believe, dropped a promo video before it where he was drinking wine and eating um, the communion wafers, uh, as well as, at some point, the cross turns into a transformer. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, man. Like I, After Lil Nas X went the whole devil video, and then you know a lot of his performances being a little more left field than I care for, I don't really... You know, watch so when I, too much of his, his stuff. I do like his music. Lil Nas X makes some bangers. Let's let's not you can't deny that. Now, why he feels like he has to go with the sensationalism and the controversy every time, I, I think that might have something to do with you know just he, he his Twitter, the way the camera the the phone points towards him might feel like more hate than love. Even though I'm sure he has millions and millions of fans out there, 
especially people in the LGBTQ community that feels like he's waving the flag for him. Like, you know what I mean? They got to be behind him. But he might hear the hate more than the love and feel like, all right, well, how can I piss these people off now? How can I do this? Um, it also seems real corny to come back a few days later after dropping it and after seeing how it didn't quite make the buzz that it was going to make and then drop the apology because I have a feeling that you knew that doing anything related to Christian imagery related to Jesus Christ was going to cause a stir and make some people upset beforehand. And I think that was the point of what you were going for. So it does seem super corny for me to super corny uh, from my standpoint for you to just be like, I'm going to drop a uh, apology video right afterwards. Cause like, all right, cool. We're just supposed to like erase it and forget that you did all that. Cause I, you can't tell me that the planning of it, people didn't talk, try to maybe talk you out of it. Probably didn't say, yo, this is going to be a little bit too much. Maybe fall back on this. Maybe do a little bit less. You had to know that now as a Christian. And I, I seen a lot of the sentiment out there of people just being mad at him and being like, nah, I can't slim this, that, and the third. Nah, you don't mess with my religion. Don't do that. But as a Christian, I guess it'd be kind of hypocritical for us to want to throw the stone at him when we know that we messed up before. We know that we made decisions that were going to go one way and maybe did not go the right way. And who am I to say that now nah, we don't forgive him? Who am I to say what was on his mind? Who am I to say what he was thinking? Only he knows that. So I guess, you know, he'll have to deal with <laughs> whatever consequences come after that karmically or religiously or spiritually. Um, but that's not on us to do. And, and, and I do accept his apology. I do. Um, I didn't I didn't I thought it was corny to begin with and I didn't buy into it anyway. And I think you could have done all that without naming the song J. Christ. Like the song, if you listen to the song, it's not super religious or anything like that. Um there's you know, I think he's the, the main part of it is like, you know, I'm back, like like Jesus, you know what I mean? I'm, so it's like you could have done all that without naming it the song. That could have still been a line in the song. You didn't have to go this hard with all that. And hopefully, you know, this teaches you something moving forward. Um but yeah, I, I don't really get all this playing with devil imagery and trying to like I, I, I or, or or trying to be sacrilegious. It's something that we've seen done in the early days. Madonna's done it, you know what I mean? Um, Nas, Diddy, they've gone their their ways with it. Um, it's to me never the move. <laughs> it's never the, the the look, you know what I mean? It's never the thing to do. Um, so we'll see what comes next for Lil Nas X. I seen that movie Book of Clarence didn't didn't do too crazy in the box office either, and, I, and it looks like a great movie, very star studded cast. But I think sometimes people just they're not trying to play with the the satire, and not to say that's what Book of Clarence is, because I, I I um I heard an interview with the director of it. Um, I think it's a really good, actually good take on it. But I think just from the marketing of it, people assume it to be one thing that it might not be, and they are they aren't really willing to give it a chance, and that's sad. You know what I mean, like. It, it, it you you should be allowed to play with these themes and do it in a, a respectful way, but also uh, be able to res expand and make stories out of it. So, Lil Nas X, we forgive you, dog, and we'll see what comes. I'm I'm sure he's he'll be back with something else. Like, but don't always go to like you got crazy musical talent, bro. Lean on that. Don't always feel like you got to do the craziest thing or what's gonna get the most attention or, or, or what can i wear that's gonna have me on the front page like nah lean on the music because from my standpoint you're doing pretty good in hip-hop news uh kid cuddy and lupe fiasco have decided to squash their beef if you don't know this beef has been ongoing for years <laughs> this is something that uh 
I needed to explain to me because I, I've heard, you know, rumors and, and whispers about it. But um, I guess it all really dates back to when Lupe Fiasco was offering to give his supporters, his fans a verse. If you want, if you rap, if you spit, I'll give you a guest feature, $500. That's all. You know what I mean? I, I, I'm, I'm sure Lupe could have charged thousands upon thousands of dollars, but was giving his supporters a verse for 500 in which Kid Cudi decided to not call Lupe Fiasco, not uh, pull Lupe Fiasco aside, but to tweet at him publicly and say Lupe what do you plan on doing with all that money is, is, is any of this going towards a charity or and uh, Lupe did not really appreciate that he's like what you mean um, I think he said he responded to him uh, and then Kid Cudi kept tweeting but he wasn't tweeting at him but he was tweeting about him saying that this is a sucker move he's trying to steal from his fans this that or the third uh, Cut, Lupe found this to be really from left field because he supported Cuddy throughout the years. He looked out for Cuddy when Cuddy was down. Um, and 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 in my opinion, I mean, this might just be one of those times like Kid Cuddy obviously deals with, you know what I mean, uh, depression. He deals with mental health struggles sometimes. And he might have just been going through it, you know what I mean, as opposed to really shooting from a place of actual common sense and, and, and it is what it is. Um, recently, he did an interview with Zane Lowe because his new album Insano just dropped. And he was talking about like working at the Bape store and how like he didn't want rappers to really see him because he knew he was going to be famous and he didn't want it to be something where somebody could always come back at him and be like yo you you folded my clothes for me you you rang me out which is a silly sentiment but you know what i mean because a lot of people have jobs before they blow up but it also makes sense because he knew he was going to be popping so he didn't mean that specifically for lupe but he brought up how to this day he's seen lupe in there and he kind of went to the basement and, and da 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 and to this day lupe don't like him you know what i mean and he's like so he it, it, it kind of like it justified his opinion on it uh where lupe was like yo let me, we gotta get back to like <laughs> lupe did not appreciate his name being brought up hopped back on twitter or x as they call it now and was, was just like yo bro we can still shoot the five i still want to kick this dude's ass <laughs> like stop bringing my name up oh this is corny you know what i mean um you know fans try to explain where kid cuddy was coming from because maybe lupe seen it from a clip finally cuddy decided to say man love you g i'm sorry if i hurt you man life is too short hope you can find it in your heart to get past this you know after lupe told the backstory of why he felt why he felt again you know what i mean lupe at first wrote you know all i was asking for you know what i mean <laughs> it's just all i all i wanted all i needed was a little apology a little explanation towards it but then changed his mind and said on second thought homie this ain't enough you need to talk to me <laughs> so as a recorder right now we don't know if uh kid cuddy actually decided to reach out to him and and further it but you know headlines were coming out that, that the beef is squashed so you know i mean i don't know if they were just jumping the gun because of the first tweet that lupe put out or if lupe is still holding on to this um i think it's time to move on you know what i mean I, I, but there, there does need to be a conversation and i think we can't be avoiding conversations we can't be avoiding like he, he, he lupe brought up at times where kid cuddy was avoiding him <laughs> kid cuddy you know what i mean was, was ducking from him when he was going places so it's definitely it's it's silly at this point guys i think it's something that you got to move on and it's just be best for the culture man and if we're going to talk about culture we got to talk about this most deaf drizzy drake scenario uh most deaf was asked on the cutting room floor uh podcast how he feels about drake uh, what he thinks about drake's music and uh he had this to say is drake hip-hop Why are you doing mm. this to me? 
I know. Drake is we're here pop. for truth. We're here for Drake truth. Is, Drake is pop to me. Right. That's fair. In the sense that he, it's charting like pop music, popular music. In the sense that if I was in Target in Houston and I heard a Drake song. So it feels like a lot of his music is compatible with shopping. <laughs> Drake did not like that and, you know, responded with a clip from Method Man uh, about hip hop. This is a culture. It's the way of life, the way you dress, the way you talk, the way you walk, the break dancing. Rhymes, stage shows, the DJ, the mixing, the scratching, the wordplay. I think we live in a world where if you state your opinion, it's going to quickly be dismissed as hate. It's going to be, unless you're showing a lot of love, you know what I mean? It's going to be called hate. If you're showing too much love, it's going to be called D-riding. <laughs> if you're somewhere in the middle... You know what I mean? Somebody gonna be like, well, why didn't you post it? Why didn't you post my album coming out? You know what I mean? Somebody's always gonna have a problem with, with your opinion or something. But this was a really easy scenario where most deaf could have just been like, uh, or Yassine Bey, I think he goes by nowadays, excuse me. Could have just been like, Drake's cool. You know what I mean? It's not what I listen to on a Sunday afternoon <laughs> or not what I listen to when I'm driving around in my car. But Drake's cool. He's obviously successful. We can't deny any of that. Um, but no, he went on to this whole metaphor about shopping that i've seen people interpreted it as him saying drake's catalog is like shopping in a department store where you could get something here but then you could get your tires changed at the same time but then you could go to the kitchen section you know what i mean you might be able to get a t-shirt for your kid <laughs> while you're there you know what i mean that's that's what drake's catalog feels like and i've also heard two people interpreted it as this is the music that's playing when you're in a target when you're in a department store um uh, which is what i took it as which to me, isn't a bad thing. That just shows your success level. Um, but obviously, he was saying it in a way to make it seem as a Drake's corny. Um, bro, if you don't like Drake, just say you don't like him. Like, <laughs> if you don't like his music, like that, that shouldn't be a problem. You, 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 you're allowed to say that. But going on this weird like metaphor makes it seem like you really don't like him. Like you, like you really got a problem with it. And I can see why Drake felt he had like he had to respond. Drake don't like every rapper that comes out. Drake don't like every hip hop part person that's out there. But to try to deny him from the culture because he's not your cup of tea is idiotic. Because hip hop is so many things. I I got a uh, my name behind me, DJ Playboy. You can name hundreds upon hundreds of rappers I've probably never even heard of. And then even if I have heard of them, might have not listened to their music. Because you know what? Everybody's brand of rap ain't what I like to rock with. And that's just what hip-hop's about. That don't make me wrong. That don't make me whack. There's only but so many hours in the day that my ears can listen to music. I can't get everything listened to. And I don't want to. <laughs> Everything's not popping to me. And you, you, you should be allowed to feel like this. But to try to deny someone from the culture is super corny. And most, you better than that, dog. Come on, you an OG. You know what I mean? Like, like we we look at you as like, you know what I mean? They're definitely one of the not not a pioneer, but you know, using using one of the golden eras of hip hop. Hold you holding it down, raucous records and all that. Like, lift people up. You ain't gotta come. You ain't gotta break people down. Shout out to my man Belly Blanco. You know what I mean? If you don't know, he's one of the top producers in the game, and it looks like him and Selena Gomez got a little something something going on when they stepped out at the Emmy Awards. And although Selena showing him love. 
the security guards at the Emmys were not showing him <laughs> a bunch of love. You know what I mean? It seems at one point they try to kick my man Benny Blanco out. Is it because of the scruffy hair? <laughs> Is it because of the way his outfit was? I don't know. They they try to act like my man was homeless or something out here. He probably his outfit probably cost more than what they had on. You know what I mean? But it was just one of those funny moments where you're like, yo, he's famous. This guy's been on tv shows as himself <laughs> you know what i mean I, I remember him famously having a uh, a cameo on dave that i thought was pretty funny um produced some of the top songs out here meet me on the east side baby. and uh he's popping all right he's with selena gomez like what are we talking about so to have security guards try to front of him like that somebody should have lost their job and finally shout out to black excellence man gotta give props to quinta brunson if you don't know she's the first black woman to win a best comedic actress emmy in over 40 years the last time somebody won was 1981 isabel sanford from the jefferson <laughs> that just shows you how quinta's holding it down for black excellence for black women out there and she's funny as hell man she was she was the ooh, you got money <laughs> girl you know what i mean and went from that to being the lead actress on abbott elementary you know what i'm saying that's won awards that gets loved everywhere critically acclaimed she's holding it down so shout out to quinta that emmy is very deserved and also i gotta give props to trevor noah he stepped away this year from the daily show but he finally got his flowers that's right he won an emmy for the best talk series finally beating last week tonight with john oliver that john oliver has been holding that category down since 2016 <laughs> trevor noah was like no i got that you know what i mean so shout out to you know black excellence finally and i think i could be wrong i think this is the first time a black man a, a, a show hosted by a black man for this category has ever won so shout out to history being made shout out my man trevor noah holding it down he's he's from the motherland so you know what i'm saying that's that true true black excellence right there man and uh that's another episode in the books y'all it's your guy dj playboy holding it down right here make sure you go check me out on x <laughs> now yeah i was about to say twitter but yeah it's called x now we're gonna we just gonna accept it go catch me on x at dj playboy go catch me on instagram at plickapeasy p-l-i-c-c-a-p-e-e-z-y and go catch perfect talk podcast on instagram at perfect talk radio go check out my website www.perfecttalkpodcast.com for every episode of the perfect talk podcast and everything dj playboy man we got some gems coming up for y'all this year make sure you stay tuned make sure you stay up to date with everything we're doing on the website www.perfecttalkpodcast.com every episode of the perfect talk podcast could be found on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, soundcloud iHeartRadio, uh spotify youtube can't forget about youtube that's the big dog over there so go check them out leave a rating leave a review and if you on the youtube make sure you like make sure you subscribe make sure you hop in the comments you know what i'm saying so we can always show you some love like we did with my guy spanish sparta earlier in the episode thank you for your comment brother keep doing good things out there keep trying your best at everything you do and like i love to say spread love it's the brooklyn way it's your guy dj playboy we up out of here shout to phaser media holding us down every episode and we gonna keep doing the damn thing peace